happy monday good people we're live from the i am Matt fleet channel i'm corey holmes and i'm with ashley nicole moss and brandon marshall he's in the building today he'll be with us in a few and we got a legendary conversation with all pro wide receiver uh deandre hopkins coming up so stay tuned for that man i'm super super excited ashley how we feeling today we had a good weekend yeah, I had a good weekend. Nice relaxing one. I think I got like a semi-tan, so I feel yeah. nice and bronzy and tropical. Super excited for D-Hop. Big oh, yeah. fan of his. Um, I got a chance to interview him at Super Bowl in L.A. Um, when I was with, still with Sports Illustrated. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited to see him again and, and catch up and yeah. see what's going on. There's a lot to dive into. I know you're more than ecstatic. The Heat took a 3-0 lead against the Boston Celtics, who looked no. absolutely atrocious. Happy day for you. Sad day for me because Indeed. the news of Carmelo Anthony retiring came out early this morning around 9.30, 10 o'clock. And I was not emotionally prepared for that. So I wasn't either. Yeah. I know, Carmelo, why you had to drop that on us, man? No, but and the video was so... I can't, I, I can't, I can't we, do it. We actually have the video. Let's oh, take a my look at the God. Video. Okay. I know, I know, I know. Sorry you have to relive this. I remember the days when I had nothing, just a ball on the court and a dream of something more. But basketball was my outlet. My purpose was strong, my communities, the cities I represented with pride, and the fans that supported me along the way. I am forever grateful for those people and places, because they made me Carmelo Anthony. But now the time has come for me to say goodbye. To the court where I made my name, to the game that gave me purpose and pride. But this bittersweet goodbye to the NBA, I'm excited about what the future holds for me. When people ask what I believe my legacy is, it's not my feats on the court that come to mind, nor the awards or praise. Because my story has always been more than basketball. My legacy, my son, is in you. I will forever continue through you. Because the time has come for you to carry this torch. So, Kai, chase your dreams. Let nothing hold you back. Let nothing intervene. My legacy, now and forever, lives on through you. And I'll always be proud of all that you do. Understand? Peace. We got to keep it real with reality and reality gonna keep it real with us. I remember them Oh my goodness. Oh my God. Oh. I, think, I think I almost shed a tear myself. Wow. That was a lot. That was oh. a lot. You, you know what I loved about it? Like he didn't make it all about himself either. It was almost like he passed on the torch to his son. Yeah. All in that same video. But Carmelo, he's a legend, dude. He's a legend. Yeah, is he a Hall of Famer though? Is he a, hall, a first ballot Hall of Famer? Absolutely. I mean, this is, this is, I'm, I'm emotional for a multi, oh my God, I didn't wear waterproof mascara nah. today. Hold on a second. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. This is emotional for me for a multitude of reasons. I mean, when Kobe retired, God rest his soul, like it was very hard for me. Um, I make no secret, Kobe AI were the reasons I fell in love with the game of basketball. Um, and Carmelo is also up there for me. He's one of my all-time favorite players for, the, for a very long time, my favorite player. 
He's, you know, Brooklyn born. He played for the Knicks, went to Syracuse, mm -hmm. um, won Syracuse a national championship, right. you know, brought the Knicks out of the dark ages, if you will. You know, we didn't win with him, but we won in so many other aspects. We were back on a national platform. What Carmelo meant for the New York Knicks, the city of New York was just huge. Um, and I mean, watching that, I remember when Kyan was a baby and right. he would be at the games, you mm -hmm. know, um, you know, mostly when he when Mello was a Denver Nugget, but he was still such a young, he was such a young kid when you know Mello was playing for the Knicks, and to see that torch being passed to him and see so much of Carmelo's face in him and that still shot when he's watching his dad's right. highlights was, um, it was really it was really really sad. Um, I mean, it's beautiful, but it's also sad. Mm -hmm. I wish that Carmelo was able to go out a little bit differently. I still think that you know he didn't get a fair shot towards the end of his career in the right. NBA. Um, but I mean, absolutely a Hall of Famer. I mean, just to read off some of the accolades that he has for people who are unfamiliar. I mean, let's just talk about 10-time All-Star, six-time All-NBA, three-time gold medalist, for, um, scoring champion, NBA 75th anniversary team. Yeah, I yeah. mean, Melo is, by definition, a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Um, it was a privilege being able to watch his career from the beginning to the end, forever a fan. And um, this is a really, really sad. I was not emotionally prepared for this at all. They came out yeah. of left field with this video, mm -hmm. but it was a beautiful, beautiful way to say goodbye to the game. And I haven't shed a tear like that since I saw, um, remember Kobe when he did Dear Basketball? Oh man, that was a lot oh, too. Oh my God, yeah. can we just do the regular retirements? Like I'm out, like they can't, the videos, I can't, I, I can't know, do I it, know. I it was, can't do it. It was well it. put together. Now you mentioned all those accolades, right? Carmelo Anthony, not to mention ninth all time on the scoring list as well. So absolutely a legend. I, you mentioned that he went to Syracuse. When I was a kid, I had the Syracuse Carmelo Anthony jersey. Yeah. I had the Denver Nuggets Carmelo Anthony jersey. I wish I had gotten the Knicks, you know, Carmelo Anthony jersey. But of course, you know, I'm a Heat fan, you know, and I was a Heat fan growing up. So yeah. I don't know if I could support the Knicks jersey. But Carmelo Anthony, legend. Legend, honestly, do you think they'll retire? I mean, on they that should. point, do you think they'll retire all of his, his numbers? They should. I mean, listen, I know that usually it's for guys who bring championships to the city, but I think that, and you know, when it comes to Carmelo, he brought so much more, not so much more, he brought something different to the city of New York. Like I said, he made the team relevant again. Yeah. For a very long time, nobody was talking about the Knicks. Carmelo got there. And when Stoudemire was there, yes, but it took Carmelo to really push it over the edge. And mm -hmm. I remember his first game in the garden when they announced him and, you know, the lights in the garden went dim and it was black and blue and orange lights everywhere. And they, they started playing I'm Coming Home. Mm -hmm. And it was really cool. You got, I mean, I'm getting goosebumps now just thinking about it because he... I know Baltimore claims him, and he is a Baltimore kid, but, you know, he, Brooklyn had him first. So yep. it was really dope for him to come back and come full circle to the city of New York where, you know, it first began for him. And right. um, just thinking about that moment gives me chills. It was it was dope. But absolutely, they should retire it. Carmelo did a lot for the New York Knicks. Um, and if I had a vote, he would get my vote to hang it in the rafters for sure. And also in Denver. Yeah, yeah. Now, if you remember from the IMF athlete episode with Paul Pierce, he said that Carmelo Anthony was the toughest person he ever guarded. Yeah. I mean, that says a lot coming from Paul Pierce. Carmelo Anthony, he's he's that dude. He's that dude, man. It was a, it was a wonderful career. I mean, to your point, you know, we wish 
we could have seen a couple more years from him. We feel, I mean, I feel like he probably has some more in the tank. He probably feels that like he has some more in the tank, but you know, it was just time. And like we saw in that video, it's time to pass the torch on, you know, yeah. to the younger generation. His son, I'm, I'm interested to and see Kyan, what his son does. Kyan is good. dope, man. Yeah. Kyan is just like everything that was fantastic about Mellow, but better. I yeah. mean, and it's cool because you see it with, you know, Bronny, you see it with Bryce. I mean, Bryce is, I know everyone's on the Bronny train right now, mm -hmm. but Bryce is a monster. Is. Like, but with Kyan, it's cool to see this next generation of of athletes who have these, you know, famous fathers. It's cool because they get the DNA of their father, but also they get the cheat code of mm -hmm. learning from their mistakes. Right. So they're a better version of their father. Like, I believe that Bronny and Bryce can be better versions of their father because their father will go ahead and not only hand them the things he's done right, but the things that he's done wrong. Same thing with Kyan. That's what you want for your kids is them to be a better version mm -hmm. of you. So it's really cool seeing Kyan play. And you know, when I have kids one day, that'll be their Carmelo. It'll be cool. Absolutely. It's cool kind of to see that that full circle moment. So. Yo, on that note, I, I didn't think I was going to say it, but now I got to say it. You said Carmelo. You know, when you tell your kids, you're going to tell your kids about Carmelo Anthony. My firstborn son will be named Carmelo Anthony. Re Wait. Carmelo Anthony, where are you getting the last name Carmelo, Anthony? Carmelo, excuse me. Oh, I was like, me. where are you getting? Is your last name Anthony? Anthony I was like, Anthony will not when be, did that happen? Anthony, <laughs> Anthony will not be his middle name, but his first his first name will be Carmelo. And it's really? and half of it is because I like the name Carmelo. My name's Corey, it's a C and whatnot. But like, no, like Carmelo Anthony. No, he, Carmelo's a dope name though. He, yeah, he's he's a dog, man. He's a dog. I, he's one my, of my favorites. My son's name's gonna be basketball related too, but I'm not yeah. gonna share it because no, I don't want someone it. to steal it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. future wifey, just know that my firstborn son is gonna be Carmelo. So that's 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 that, right? We're, but moving on, man. Carmelo Anthony, you know, congratulations on an incredible career. We love you, and we'll see what's next, man. I'm really, again, like I said, I'm really excited to see what happens with him. Did uh, you with did you cry when D Wade retired? When D-Wade retired, it was an you emotional moment. a little, little thug tear? It was an emotional moment, but... Um, I don't feel like his retirement was sad, though, because yeah. he was still playing. Right. And it, he had his goodbye tour, mm -hmm. and I just don't feel like it came out of, like... I don't know, it wasn't... Like, Kobe's was sad with that Dear Basketball tribute, yeah. and this is sad. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't... Would you feel like D-Wade's was sad? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. I feel like it, it might not. It might not like resonate or sit with me as much as as just you know as the Carmelo Anthony retirement did. Um, again, emotional emotional moment. I mean, he's a Heat legend, right? Yeah. Like he's a Heat legend. It was it was. A, I mean, it was sad to see him like you know go, go to a different team outside of the Heat. That I thought was he was going to retire. Yeah, I thought he was that was very sad. Miami. Yes. And then of course you know it was cool that he went back and played for his hometown team, played for the Chicago. That wasn't cool. What well, it wasn't. There was nothing cool about that whole era. I mean, I like, guess there was I guess him nothing. Just Signing cool with the Chicago Bulls. No. The idea of him signing with the Chicago Bulls was mm -mm. cool. And then, of course, he, I think he had a, like a short stint in, uh, in Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, none of that was just cool to reunite me. with LeBron. Like, yeah, you should have yeah. just stayed. You should have no, just stayed. No, I mean, he wanted to. The story was him and Pat Riley weren't on good terms, and was? they were bumming. It. But it's just like I wish they would have resolved. None that. of that was cool to me. Yeah, I wish yeah. they would resolve that. Mm -mm. Well, speaking of the Miami Heat, they got it done last night. Sure did. My goodness, the Boston Celtics have now fallen into an 0-3 hole to the Heat. Do you remember what the odds were for the Heat 3%. to make it to the finals? Yeah, it was three percent. That was before Game One, and then after they won Game One, I think they only bumped it up to what thirteen percent. They bumped um, it up to thirteen percent, and then well, after it, Game Two, I know that after last night's game, the Boston Celtics are still, I believe, seventy-eight percent favored to go to the finals, which is what? 
which no. is insane. When you, no, that's, you said after after last after night? last night's the the B, I think it's called the BPI. If I'm getting that correct, still has them at I what? believe 78. I, let's do a range 75 to 78. Woo, you can fact check me. Yeah, saying, NBA the, Central put out the that? screenshot last night. I don't know who's doing the math, but they're just as bad as, at math as I am because yeah, that's insane. The odds are probably greater for them to get swept. Like, like I want to, what, what are those numbers? What, what are the numbers for, for the Celtics to get swept? In, in yeah, court? I don't, now, I don't me, know. I mean, let me take, gets... let me take my bias out of this. What did, what did you see from the game last night? Um, in terms of Miami or in terms of Boston? I, I really want to talk about Boston because, because yeah. the Heat, you know, we know the Heat as being a consistent team, right? They're going to give you, you know, good defense, good effort on that end of the floor. And then you're going to get, you know, 15 to 20 points from one of the role players. You're going to get, well, what's crazy was is that last night, Jimmy Butler and Bam on about didn't even need to do anything. I think, I think Jimmy Butler finished with like 16 points. Bam finished with 14 points. And it was the others. It was Gabe Vincent, right? Mm-hmm. He had 29 points in last night's game. But, yeah, what did you see from the Celtics side? Um, a few things. Um, Missoula, no shade, but he's just out of his He's just out of his range when it comes to coaching with against Eric Spolstra. It's just a complete mismatch. Um, I know the joke is is that he says that he watches the town four times a week. He mm. probably should have been watching a little bit more film. <laughs> right. um, it's just absolutely the locker room. Those guys do not respond to him for whatever reason. Something has transpired from the regular season to this point that he has lost the locker room. But I can't even put that loss on him completely last night. Jason and Jalen just look like, don't look like superstars. Mm -hmm. They don't look like a tandem that has been so powerful and successful during the regular season. They look like guys who have just started playing with each other. They also, like, at moments look like like guys who don't even like each other. (laughs) The team just looks like a team that has no familiarity with each other whatsoever. I'm not quite sure. You know, you, you teams lose teams that are supposed to be top seed or top seeded teams lose in the playoffs all the time. Look at the Milwaukee Bucks. Your mm-hmm. Miami Heat took them out, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not so concerned with the fact that Boston is losing. It's I'm concerned with how they're losing. This is a mm-hmm. team that was a top seed in their conference the entire season. This is a team that at one point was the top seed in their conference. To see them implode like this is astronomically alarming. Mm. Like you don't even see a fragment of the team that was rocking and rolling during the regular season. You don't even see a fragment of a team. I would have more respect for this Boston team if it was much more like the 76er series or Mm -hmm. the Atlanta series where it's like they're going back and forth. There's some fight there. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's just like they don't care. It's just they have lost any will to compete. And I think that's what the most alarming thing is, is you can always – Effort is you can always put forth effort, right. and I just don't see the effort from them yeah, anymore. It, yeah, it was and a that's, lack thereof that's the concerning night. thing. Yeah, it was a lack thereof of, of simply that, just effort last night. The Heat, first number eight seed, right, to beat uh, a top, uh, well, beat anybody by 25 plus points. First eight seed to ever win a playoff game by 25 plus points. Heat continue to make history. Do the do the Celtics? Do you see them winning Game Four? Like, I mean, because they have they have to in order to keep their you know, their season alive. Do you see them coming out with a win in four? I think the series is over, but so, I do think they win in four just yeah. because they. I think there has there's a semblance of pride mm-hmm. left there. I think, you know, Jalen Brown, they asked him, um, 
you know, what the situation was, you know, how he felt about it. He said, this is embarrassing. I don't see them allowing themselves to get swept. Mm. Not because I think that they have a chance to win the series, just because it's a pride thing. Yeah. Um, but it's, again, it's alarming that a team that was so good and so well-functioning during the regular season is just a drastic. I mean, they look like a play-in team. Yeah, right. They it, it the roles look reversed. Mm -hmm. It looks like Miami was the top seed, right. <laughs> and Boston was the play-in team that really shouldn't be there, but they're there. You know, just because of the way the play, just by Cinderella story. Like it mm -hmm. just does not. This does not look like a dominant basketball team, and it's such a drastic fall off, not only from the regular season, but from the team we saw last year. Right. And you also have to bring into the fact that the only thing that has changed is their head coach. Again, not putting it all on Missoula, but for some reason, the connect between him and the guys in that locker room at some point in the equation had that relationship, that connection's not there. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it, it, there's enough time to fix that. Yeah, and yeah. his post game conference, where he says, you know, look, I, it's my fault. I didn't have those guys prepared. And they ask him, Did you, do you think you lost this locker room? And he gave that quote. And it's, once you lose the locker room, it's kind of hard to get that back. It is, it is. And I'm not quite sure why he lost it, but there, there's something there's something that's not connecting there. And yeah. I, I don't know what it is. Yeah. I don't. Game four tomorrow night, 8.30 p.m. There's another team, though, that's facing, well, potentially getting swept, right? And that's the Los Angeles Lakers. This past weekend, we saw the Nuggets go up 3-0 in L.A. Game four tonight at 8.30 p.m. But game, game four, I mean, game, excuse me, game three on Saturday. The Nuggets took that one, 119 to 108, right? I mean, at this point, you know, we asked the question, you know, is it over for the Celtics? But, you know, the Lakers find themselves in that same position. Are it, are they in trouble? Are are they, you know, in, in, do they have a chance of getting sent home tonight? That's my question to you right now, Ashley. Um, yes. Mm. <laughs> I just, it's another team that I just don't feel like, I think the Lakers are a little bit, I'm going to give the Lakers a little bit more credit then I'm going to give Boston. Okay. Because they're competing. They're mm -hmm. just getting outplayed. Yeah. It's not like the effort's not there. You at least see the effort for the for the Los Angeles Lakers. Right. It's just it just hasn't been enough. But it's not that they aren't trying. I just think Denver is just a is just a dominant, just unstoppable. Jokic is just a beat. That's just a really mm -hmm. really good Basketball team. A deep team yeah. And Brandon Mar Brandon Marshall, I know you duck in the smoke right now, but when you get back, you owe Jamal Murray an apology because I Absolutely. sat here, me and Corey said that Jamal Murray was elite. And you said Jamal Murray was elite? He hasn't done anything since the bubble. Oh we said, goodness. hey, he's been injured. That's not a fair assessment to make. You said, he's not elite. <laughs> he's elite. And yeah. he's playing elite. Yeah, can we talk about his can last three games? Can we talk about games? Jamal Murray? His last three games, game one against the Lakers, 31 points, five rebounds, five assists. Game two, 37 points, 10 rebounds as a guard, five assists. And then <laughs> what does he do? He drops another 37-piece, right? Like, mm -hmm. it, it, And then it adds another seven rebounds, six assists. He's playing at a high level. And that's that's what you know, makes this uh, a Denver team dangerous because you got Jokic, who's obviously a two-time MVP. He's playing like it you know, this year. And then you got Jamal Murray. 
And that's not to mention all of the others, right? Aaron Gordon, you talk about Michael Porter Jr., who had a great game from three this past game. I want to say, what, what did he shoot? Let me see what his, what his stats was. He was four from 10 from three. Like, you know, so he was, he was shooting well. And then you got a guy like Bruce Brown, who's also been huge in the playoffs yeah. for him. So, and he's coming off the bench. You know, we talk about depth and whatnot. The Denver Nuggets, they're, they're a complete team. Now, I wanted to ask the question, too, right? Who has a greater chance that you think getting swept, though, the Lakers or the Celtics? I would say the Celtics, just because, again, um, the Lakers at least give you effort. Mm-hmm. And I think that eventually there's a saying, I forget who, I forget who said it, so I'm not going to quote it exactly, but... I will say that there was a quote somebody once said that the basketball gods reward effort. Mm -hmm. I think that eventually it goes in your favor. I think if it's going to go in their favor, it's going to be in game four at home Mm. in L.A. Mm -hmm. Will it make a difference in the the series? No, I still think it's over. Mm -hmm. There's no way they're winning four in a row Mm -hmm. against this Denver Nuggets team. What's up, Lou? Uh huh. Yeah. It kind of counteracts what you just said. Right now they have the Nuggets as a 96% okay. chance to go to the finals. And the Heat, I believe, are. Oh, they switched it. Last night that was not the case. Now that makes sense. They switched it. Put some respect on the Heat's name. We got the screenshot, ESPN. Don't try to play it. We have the screenshot. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And they're on the they're on the road too. Oh, well, I mean, well, I'm talking about their current situation. I mean, they're both in bad situations if we're being honest. But nah, interesting. Nah, I mean, LeBron James though, like you you got to imagine he's gonna have a big game tonight, right? Like he has to. I mean, listen, Anthony Davis, D'Angelo Russell, LeBron, all of them. That starting five is um, pivotal in making sure that they're able to go ahead and win this game. Because here's the thing, the starting five of the Denver Nuggets is proven and they're mm-hmm. strong. Mm-hmm. And that's this is one of the things that I was talking about with Brandon is that at this point, they're not going deep into their ro- they're not going deep into their their bench, right? They're playing a seven man rotation, so mm-hmm. they're really only playing two bench players. Mm-hmm. But that makes all the difference, and it also makes all the difference when you have a supporting cast, a strong starting five. Mm-hmm. The Lakers don't have as strong a starting five as the Denver Nuggets. They have some bench players who can go and get who can go ahead and get hot. Right. But the thing is, is that's very up and down. It can be one, it could be two, it could be three, but you can't rely on that. You have to rely on your starters always. The bench is just an additional add-on mm-hmm. to your success. The problem is, is that the bench, the the starting five hasn't been holding their weight. Austin Reeves' starting five has been great in this series. Yeah, you had um, Hachimura, who's had nice showings. Lonnie Walker, I think, has been pretty quiet this D'Angelo series. Russell's D'Angelo Russell's been quiet. Struggling. He's in the starting five. LeBron's been terrible from the three-point line. He mm. hasn't been that great this series. He hit his first three-pointer right. in the series last game. Right, game Anthony Davis, I feel like, has probably been the most consistent player, but it's just not enough. Um, the guy we question if he can be the consistent. guy that we question if he can be consistent has <laughs> right. really been the only consistent part of this series, which mm-hmm. is absolutely that's a different conversation. Mm-hmm. But um, listen, I don't know what else Darvin Ham can do. I mean, I feel like he's tried to put everybody except Jesus on Jokic, and it's not it's not working. I just mm-hmm. think that 
he his his bag of tricks is, is running is 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 um what's the word I'm looking at? It's starting dry. to get empty. Yeah, yeah. You know, his his bag of tricks well he's starting he's dry. the well is running dry. He's starting <laughs> to hit the bottom of the barrel here yeah. and it's really just gonna take an astronomical game from the starting five of the Lakers mm-hmm. and some bench support to go ahead and beat the Nuggets. Um, I say they get it done, but I think it's uh, ends at five in yeah, Denver. Yeah. Well, you know what conversation is starting to come up. What? And we've had this conversation, you know, earlier in, on, on paper route, right? Kyrie Irving. Uh oh. Is Kyrie Irving the answer in L.A. Right? Like you know, because he's going to become a free agent this offseason. He wants to reunite with LeBron James. LeBron mm-hmm. James is getting a little older. He's been at those games. Yeah. And and one of our production meetings, I was telling somebody like. He hasn't scored over 30. He's had a 30-point game in the playoffs this year, but he hasn't scored more than 30 points. I mean, LeBron James, we're used to seeing at sometimes back-to-back 40-point nights in one series, mm-hmm. right? But, uh, but yeah, I mean, this here, can the Lakers get Kyrie Irving and also retain a guy like Austin Reeves? That's a question, you know, that, that has, you know, come up as well. What are your thoughts on that, though? Do you think the Kyrie Irving trade can happen can they retain somebody guy like Austin Reese? They, and do you think that would be the answer to everything in L.A.? They better um, because LeBron James and Kyrie Irving with no support is not enough. Right. I know. It'll be his sons all over again. Right? It's it, Yeah, it's just not enough. Mm-hmm. So if you can go ahead and maintain a nice supporting cast and Austin Reeves is is a guy that you can depend on and has proven to be a guy you can depend on not only in the regular season but also – when it counts the most in the playoffs, mm-hmm. um, sure. I don't see how money-wise you can do that because Austin Reeves is setting himself up for a very nice payday. Mm-hmm. And Kyrie Irving makes a certain amount of money and he's going to want that certain amount of money. Right. I don't see how you can go ahead and keep both. Um, but if they... If they're able to do so, mm-hmm. I think I think they'll have a nice squad. Um, mm-hmm. That's a big question mark, though. Is yeah. Can they do so? I know. Well, because the question, you know, on that tweet was, can they retain Austin Reeves? But I feel like the what's gotten them to the point that they've gotten to has been guys like Vanderbilt. It's been guys like Rui Hachimura. But doesn't Kyrie want a max? Yeah, does he? I, I, mean, I thought there were reports at one point that he wanted a max. Yeah, I mean, if I'm him, I'd want a ring right now. I, I would hope that he would be able to kind of, you know. Uh, Do you want to bring Animax or are you know, just right. <laughs> like? I know. But yeah, we're talking about Kyrie Irving. So, I mean, who, we, we're not sure. I mean, I'm not sure. We'll see. But if he wants a ring, it'd be in his best interest to kind of take a pay cut, join the Lakers, and see if they can retain as much as they can. You think, but Kyrie, I think, Irving, guys, you think Kyrie Irving's going to take a pay cut? But it's like at this point in his career, it's like, do, come do on. You, do you realis- realistically think Kyrie Irving's going to take I mean, a pay cut? I, yeah, I don't know. It's like, you know, with, with everything that's happening with Nike right now, he probably would want, you know, the most he can get out of an NBA contract, huh? And I think, I mean, if you had to pick, if you're the Lakers and you could only have one, are you taking Kyrie or are you taking Austin Reeves? I mean, if you ask me, I'm taking Kyrie. But, like, that's what I'm saying. I, I, you got to be able to retain guys like Rui Hachimura, Vanderbilt. You can't keep everyone, Lonnie though. Walker. can't keep everyone, especially if you're going to go ahead and, and Kyrie wants that max. You can't keep everyone. And that's the, that's the hard part about um, – a you know trying to go ahead and build a team that's built to win right away mm-hmm. is you can't keep everyone and sometimes those additional factors are key factors in making sure that you can win you can't mm-hmm. keep everyone what's Kyrie options what's Kyrie Irving's options though you know outside the Lakers Dallas staying in Dallas he could stay in Dallas D- I'm Dallas, sure they would love to keep him you know over the weekend they I have heard rumors about DeAndre Ayton potentially going there to Dallas you think that'd be a good fit 
I think that'd be uh yeah. I wouldn't mind DeAndre Ayton in, in Dallas. I feel like that'd be an interesting um play for him. But I don't think that he's the only answer. I think Dallas needs a lot of work. Yeah. So I mean, him and who? Right. That that'd be the the next question. Right. right. You, you acquire a guy like DeAndre Ayton. Um, yeah. They they need more pieces. They need more pieces. Hopefully, they it's get interesting. Like in the, the chat, like, okay, chat. Listen, we're almost time to Deon, for DeAndre Hopkins. Don't worry. I know y'all are excited. You see him behind me. He is coming. Mm-hmm. But I'm interested to see what you guys would rather do. If you had a choice, you're the GM of the Los Angeles Lakers. And you can only have one. Would you keep Austin Reeves or Ky- or would you take Kyrie Irving and lose Reeves? You can only have one. Go ahead and drop in the chat the name of the player you'd rather have. Kyrie Irving or Austin Reeves. I'm interested mm. to see what the chat says. Because I'm seeing some Reeves. I'm seeing a lot of Reeves really? and not that many Kyrie. So I'm really? kind of I'm kind of interested. I want to see a reunion of uh, LeBron James and Kyrie Irving. You know, before it's all said and done, you know? Sure, but what good is that if they don't win? I hope. Well, yeah, yeah, I know. Well, how about I hope LeBron James. We got one guy that says, "Nah, I'm keeping Austin." Another guy says, "Nope, keeping Austin." Brandon says, "Take Kyrie Irving and move Reeves." We got Austin, Kyrie, Big Daddy says, "Keep Austin Reeves." Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm seeing Faison a lot of Austin says, Reeves. "Kyrie." I'm seeing Austin, Austin, Austin Reeves. Kyrie, no question. Reeves, Kyrie, keep Austin. Lots of Austin Reeves. I'm surprised there's not more Kyries. You don't want Kyrie? That's interesting. Why? Is, it because, is it because of how this last season went in Dallas? Like, he was playing at a high level. He was playing at a high level. It's not like he wasn't doing his thing. Kyrie is box office. Reeves is flash in a pan. Yeah. I wouldn't huh. say that. I guess Kyrie, but I'm not giving him the max, though. Okay. That's that's my thing. Like I just wish they could probably negotiate something where Kyrie would just be comfortable with what they're paying him, but they can keep everything you know that they have. Someone like, said Austin Reeves because you can't rely on Kyrie's availability. I mean, we're out of the pandemic now. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we're out of the pandemic now. He was he stayed healthy that, for the most part. Okay, but Brooklyn, he wasn't suspended last season for the pandemic. But he wasn't out for, for injuries or anything like that, was he? He was he out injured? for his his Twitter for the um the anti Semitic um, stuff. Yeah, 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 so, I, I, yeah, I, yeah. You're right. I guess stand corrected. Kyrie cost a lot, but he needs to get his his shit together. Yeah, right. He's just um, a, lot, a lot of baggage. Imagine picking Kyrie. Austin Reeves over Kyrie Irving. You guys are nuts. Grab Dylan Brooks. He's not okay. That's out of nowhere. Did they say Dylan? Someone Brooks? say Dylan Brooks. Not Dylan they Brooks. already have good chemistry with Reeves. Reeves will be great, but clock is ticking on Braun. Gotta take Kyrie. Understandable. That's understandable. Yeah. LeBron's not getting any younger. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. We might need somebody in addition to them too. Brandon Marshall just walked into the building just in time to go ahead and issue. An apology to Jamal Murray. Everyone clap it up yes. for Brandon Marshall. Yes, right on time. Brandon Marshall Absolutely in the building right just in time to go ahead and issue <laughs> Why would you an apology that? to not only the Denver Nuggets, These but teams. also yep. Jamal Murray. Just yep. say, I'm sorry, three, Jamal. Three we don't have, we don't back have back time. Just say, games. I'm sorry, Jamal. We don't have time. You, D- right D-Hop. there. D-Hop is waiting for us. Say, I'm sorry, Jamal. The, the fans <laughs> want you to say, want an apology for hey, Jamal listen, Murray. I, hey, listen. Hey, listen. Here's what I would say. I didn't say he wasn't good. What I said was he disappeared since the bubble. <laughs> okay. 
You're right. Like, I, I, look, he's in his bag right now. He's yeah, playing he phenomenal basketball. So I'm gonna give you your flowers. You did a phenomenal job. You overcame adversity. You overcame obstacles. That he did. Right. And he's playing at an extremely high level. Salute to your boy. Absolutely, I give him that. Say I'm sorry, Jamal. I can't do that. <laughs> say I'm, I'm sorry, sorry Jamal. I didn't say anything wrong. You word for word. I didn't say anything wrong. We, we ta- ta- and the fans in the chat need it word for word. I am sorry, Jamal Murray, for saying that you were not that guy. <laughs> he he. No. no, I can't say it. I Brandon, say what it. did we learn in therapy? How to apologize? Say I'm but sorry, why am Jamal I apologizing? Murray. He went. He was in the bubble in 2020. Mm-mm. He was the best player in the bubble. He was bubble. injured to, after those first after that bubble. So just the same discussion we had before you walked in the studio mm-hmm. earlier, Ashley. How long does it take to recover from a, a, a ACL? I saw Adrian Peterson oh return from the ACL in six months and go for two thousand <laughs> yards. Jamal Murray, it took him two years. Okay, so now. what what the, the I what I what I'm getting so what we're getting at is you're not gonna give Jamal Murray his apology. I'm gonna give him his flowers. He's playing no, 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 no. we're not giving flowers. The fans want an apology. Say I'm sorry, Jamal Murray, for questioning your skill set. Uh, I'm sorry, Jamal Murray, for uh, questioning the two years that you know it took you to recover from your ACL. You're playing phenomenal basketball right now, but you know another person is D Hop ready. I don't know. Manderville? Where where are we at? See where he's So at. we're still setting up. So we have don't, time don't to worry. continue to don't, talk about Don't this. worry, Jamal. I'm going to get you your apology. Yeah, well, right. Can it's you give come. me my glasses? Don't worry, Nuggets fans. I'm going to get office. you your apology. Yeah. He is not going <laughs> to sidestep this apology. Yep. Okay. <laughs> we're going to get this before the series is over. Absolutely. Because you, you are owed one. Jamal, you are owed one. Yeah, you need- Denver, you are owed one. Okay. Yeah, because you got to look at, again, his stats. I read them off, you know, while you were off air, Brandon. 37, 37, 31. That's just in the Western Conference Finals. We go back to what he's just been throughout the playoffs, and it's everything that we've been, you know, that we saw in the bubble. So when he gets the opportunity, he's proven that he's going to play at a really an all-pro level. That's that's what he's proven at this point. We're talking about against the, you know, Los Angeles Lakers who were able to shut down Steph Curry. Hold on. Are we good to go with D-Hop or not? Because I got, like, PTSD. Because, uh, like, we had Sauce uh, scheduled last Monday, and uh, there were some technical difficulties, not on our side. Our team is doing a phenomenal job. Mm-hmm. Manderville, Wu, BC, JP, everyone. Should I take out this? Uh, this is not pro. Uh, proper. I don't think they taught you this in journalism school. What is that? It was a hall. It was a mint. Oh. Mm. But uh, are we good to go? Are we good to go? Let me see. Your guys with him doing the setup. Uh, we're good. Just logging in. Uh, Manderville, please, somebody talk to me. Like, can I get an ETA Sounds on D-Hop? Can we get an ETA on D-Hop? He retweeted us today. You'll probably he reposted you'll, us you'll, today. You'll probably mm. Get him quicker if you apologize to Jamal Murray. <laughs> what? Ashley, why am I apologizing? <laughs> Hold on. Here's the thing. I'm going to be honest with I'm going to be honest with our people. Mm-hmm. So, boom. We got a whole group chat. And I'm like, yo, here's the rundown for the week, right? Because Ashley, I'm going to be honest, too, with this. Sometimes she'd be le- leaving me on the island with, you know, booking guests. And so, like, boom, this weekend, I'm like, you, you come on, am I lying? So, this uh, weekend, I'm, I'm like, not a booker, so this, but I don't think I'm not a booker. <laughs> 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 Last <laughs> time I checked. <laughs> so, anyways, I, I sent out, like, yo, we have like these uh, huge opportunities this week. And Ashley's like, well, what about basketball? She said, well, we, since we last met, there were so many games played, there's so much that happened. You were more excited to talk about basketball than sit down with all these other potential guests. Um, that's not true. 
I just said that I like when Stack comes on, especially after NBA, uh, f- eventful NBA, NBA weekend, mm-hmm. and just asked if there was a way we were going to have both on the show. That's all I asked. Mm-hmm. What, was wrong, what was wrong with that? Why do you want me to apologize? Because you sat on this set and you said that Jamal Murray wasn't elite and he hasn't done anything since the bubble. And when we explained to you that's because he's been injured, you still said he's not that guy. Now he's playing against the Lakers, who you said were going to go to the finals, who are not going to the finals, by the way. I'm just going to go ahead and put that out there. <laughs> Is that's, it over yet? It's over. That's not happening. Uh, and you still they, won't offer this man an apology. Now I'm just concerned and I just don't understand why. That's all. I just want, I just want an explanation. All right. Let's be clear here. Okay. Um was the criticism necessary? I stole this from Shaq. Mm-hmm. Was it necessary? Was it was it was it was it was it real? It was wrong. How was it wrong? It if, was so wrong. How, how, like listen, th- th- tell me this. He's playing phenomenal basketball right now. These mm-hmm. last the last 6 games I would say. Phenomenal. We're talking about at an elite level. I'm not talking about just being good, just being open, wide open, and, and knocking down a shot. I'm talking about creating his own shot, uh, playing big in clutch moments, mm-hmm. uh, playing big down the stretch. That's only been six games maybe, mm-hmm. right? Wrong. At an elite level. At an elite level. Consistently. So here's what I want to say. So – where are you getting these numbers that. from? Oh my God! Yeah, do you... Tell me in a season. Tell oh me in a God. season where we we talked about Jamal Murray this season, where it was like, "Yo, Jamal Murray is on a on on, on like a rage right now. He's on a streak well, right now." Tell me, Brandon, was it in January? Was it in February? Was it in March? I remember talking about Dame Lillard. I mean, I remember talking about Steph Curry. I remember talking about Giannis Embiid. I don't need, hell. I even remember talking a little bit about James Harden. I don't remember talking about uh, Jamal Murray in the season. Help me out, Ashley. Deontay, do you, are you being for real right Deontay, now? You want to get out? Are you? Are you, Corey? Go ahead, Ronald. Are you being? Are you being serious right now? Ashley. Are you being serious? Are you being funny? Or are you being or like? Are you being serious? <laughs> because if you're being I'm funny, I'll, I'll joke around with you. Right. But if you're being dead serious, I'm very concerned. Can, do you understand right. what I'm saying? I have right now. no idea what you're talking about. Like, are you being All right, for real? Let me slow down. Take the emotion out of it, because when I get emotional, that's when I lose people. Okay. So we have D Hop here. So good. You got, now I can you get got, out of say, this you got saved by yeah, D Hop because you were about to get cooked. Wow, you were about to get cooked. Here we go. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, allow me to introduce you to an absolute icon in the world of football, none other than the remarkable D Andre Hopkins. We've been waiting on our guy. <laughs> I want to know why he said. You know, you can't come into my, my, my residence at 1130, but you can at 12. He he said, this is when you can come set up. We sent the whole crew to D-Hop space to set up this beautiful shot, beautiful sound. But this man right here embodies greatness both on and off the field. And I couldn't be more thrilled to share and shed a light on his extraordinary journey. Uh, when it comes to football, DeAndre Hopkins is a true uh, maestro. His skills are unparalleled. His moves are electrifying, from draw-dropping catches to lightning-fast speed. But what sets him apart is the unwavering commitment to making a positive impact. <laughs> Hopkins is a force of change, a philanthropist, using his platform to uplift communities, champion education, and fighting for social justice. His visionary... He's a visionary, Ashley, okay? He's a game changer in every sense of the word. 
And let's not forget his entrepreneur spirit. Do you know this dude is an entrepreneur and he's a huge investor? Hell, I don't know what he's invested in, but I know he's invested in a lot because he's has a lot of money. <laughs> I don't know if you asking. DeAndre Hopkins knows the hustle, how to build a brand, and how to create opportunities. He's breaking boundaries and, ba- and breaking through barriers. And he's showing us that success Success extends beyond the game. This man is a true inspiration and icon and defies expectations and blazes his own trail. So ladies and gentlemen, get ready to witness the brilliance of DeAndre Hopkins. His story is one of perseverance, his talent in making a difference. Am I going good? Oh my God. (laughs) From dominating the football field to creating positive change. Hopkins exemplifies what it means to be a true legend. It's an honor to have him in our presence. (laughs) And I guarantee you guys will be captivated by his greatness. Sit back, sit back and soak it in. Prepare to be inspired. DeAndre Hopkins. How did I do? That was beautiful, hey, man. You did awesome. You did awesome. That was uh, that was amazing. I think you need a, you need a, you need to think about transitioning to the movie world one day, man. That was that was brilliant, bro. See, listen, see, Ashley, no. D Hop, listen, huge fan. But all I know, when you go into the Hall of Fame, you know who needs to give your speech because that was that was a lot. That was heavy. <laughs> I feel like we needed like a, a score from the Titanic in the background or something. Like that was just that was a lot. Hey, like, D Hop, when I when I was preparing this uh, before. Um, the show, Ashley's like, what are you doing? I was like, you're laying it on a little bit thick, my guy. Just a, just a tad, just a tad thick. That's, nah, you know. Nah, thank you, bro. Thank you. And uh, your, honor, your honors as well, B. Uh, I grew up watching you. Uh, everything you do from, from what you've built, it's an honor to be on this show. So uh, thank you for doing everything you've done. No, I appreciate it, bro. You're you're one of those guys. I called you the maestro in, in my long introduction. Um, I think... Part of uh, your greatness is that you you know when to pop out. You don't you don't bless people with your presence often, right? Why is that? Why do you like to be behind the scenes? Uh, I just like being able to control my energy uh, and and what's around me. Uh, you know, I grew up in a in a small household. I grew up in South Carolina. Uh, you know, so for me, being around you know that small element of, of family and that uh. You know, just just people who I know are in, in the inner circle. Uh, I don't feel like I need to. I don't. I don't feel like I need to necessarily uh, spread my wings and, and do certain things. Uh, you know that I don't feel true to me. So uh, obviously, man. You know, I've been invited on a lot of shows to do a lot of things, and uh, you know, I just felt. You know, my mom. She always preaches. You know, give your presence where it's needed. Uh, you know, and not where it's wanted. So I feel like you know. You doing what you do uh, and, and inspiring other people. I feel like this is a needed place. I appreciate I that. I love that. I feel that, too, because I'm mm. like, well, obviously not in the same aspect, right. but I'm like that, too. I think energy transfer is such a real thing. And mm-hmm. I think protecting your energy is just so important. And you can't do that if you're just everywhere with everyone. And I think that right. just protecting that that sacred space of your energy and your being is just so important. So I completely connect with that and I love that. Right, this is awesome. Great opportunity for us. Uh, Brandon Marshall here, Ashley Nicole Moss, Corey Holmes in the cut, and we have DeAndre Hopkins. This is Faction Talk Series XM Channel 103 and then also on YouTube. Bro, I, 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 Before you start, Brandon, I got very excited when D-Hop yeah. hopped on the camera because at quick glance, 
It looked like he was wearing a cowboy's hat. Uh, <laughs> but it's not a cowboy's hat. Right. After I, it hit the light a certain angle, I was like, that's not what I thought it was. And I immediately got sad. So I just, <laughs> there was a moment where I was like, it's happening. Do you, do We're here. Do you this is, this is the, the announcement. announcement. Right, this yeah, is what he's yeah, doing. Yeah. It's a subtle announcement, but I picked up on it, but it's not what I thought it are, was. Are you so. breaking news on our show today? Is there something I need to know? Hey, like, if, if I was, you, you would be one of the first people to know, B. <laughs> all right so there's there's a lot that we want to talk about i think we're, we're, we're we we will revisit that ashley but i want to start with like uh you know otas um it's been a couple years since i played ball but um can you correct me if i'm wrong d hop that otas are going happening right now are you are you there like where are you right now are you at otas are you participating I'm in Toronto right now, training, working out. Uh, you know, I'm getting some great work done up here. I'm getting a body examined. I'm, I'm trying to play long as I can. So, uh, you know, I, I did my research and, and studied some of the best people, uh, you know, that, that, that work on the human body. And Toronto has amazing people. So I'm up here right now, uh, you know, getting a body, uh, you know, examined uh, to where I can go out and perform my best. So how do you go ahead and pick? I mean, do you train in different places every season? Or do you go ahead and have a certain amount of places that you favor, and why do you favor those particular places? Uh, so I have certain places and certain people that I favor, certain people that I've been working with for years. I've been working out uh, with a guy named Dose, Congo Gym in Houston for years. Love him. Uh, just start just start working out with a guy named Mel Sanders in Dallas who does great. And uh, you know, so those two people right there, I would say, are are, are two people that I've been been you know working with lately. Uh, but, you know, I don't try to go out and, and work with everybody, but I, I will give people opportunity. That's one thing about me. If it's a young young trainer that's like, look, man, I got to work out. Would you come over here and help me out? Of course, uh, you know, because I'm all about trying to help out, you know, the future and, uh, you know, people who are trying to trying to get on that level to work out with people like DeAndre. So I'm always open uh, for new trainers and, and new ideas. Well, speaking of training, there's been a lot of talk in the NFL world of where D-Hop will end up. And there was a video, I think it was your uh, Instagram story or Instagram Live, something on Instagram, where you were training and it looked like you were in Arizona in some capacity and everyone got very excited. And Brandon here said yes. you wouldn't be in AZ if you weren't going back to the Cardinals. I said maybe he just likes the weather in Arizona. It is fantastic weather. So um, what, can you, what can you tell us about what that means, if it means anything at all? Uh, I love Arizona. Uh, working out in Arizona is, uh, you know, it's amazing. I, a lot of people work out there, uh, mainly because of the weather, uh, you know, and, and the living conditions are amazing as well. Uh, but Phoenix is home. Phoenix is, uh, you know, where I've been the last three years uh, of my life. So, uh, you know, I enjoy being in Phoenix. Uh, working out there, it has, it has no emphasis other than, you know, just that's where I am, that's where I live. So it's not, you know, me uh, going on a campaign, uh, you know, doing anything other than, you know, just working out. Uh, and the guy who I work out with, name is Nick. I can't forget Nick at Exos, great training. That's right. Yeah, and that's what Ashley was talking about. You know, obviously, uh, you've been a huge uh, topic in football and in sports over the last three, four months, right? Like half um, a year, it, yeah. You know, from everything that we hear and everything that we're reading is that the Arizona Cardinals have been trying to uh, – uh, 
trade you away, right? Shopping you since January, but it hasn't happened. They're saying that there could be potential contract uh, holdups, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So when we saw you in AZ, I looked at Ashley. She's like, oh, well, he's in AZ, so that means he's probably going to stay. I'm like, no, that's Exos. He's training with Nick. He's training with OBJ. He's training with Saquon. You said that. I didn't say that. Uh, Ashley, come on. Ashley. That's not what I said. I said maybe he likes the weather, and Brandon said he wouldn't be in AZ if he wasn't going back to the Cardinals. Right. We, you said it back. Can, can, can you can you can you can you walk us through this this journey as an athlete, right, in the off season? Because a lot of us, you know, when we come in, you know, it, it, it you're, it's frowned upon when you're not there, um, and then it gets comes comes a point in your mm. career like year five, year six, where you're like, man, I could get better and I can mm-hmm. do more if I'm actually at my facility with my trainer in the off season. So or is that where you're at in your career? Is that why you're not a part of OTAs right now? Yeah, and, uh, you know, I think you made a good point there. Uh, you know, I advise all young athletes, uh, you know, I don't know how it is in, in, in NBA, but in NFL to go to the, vol- the, the voluntary stuff. Uh, you know, early in your career, even later in your career, if it makes sense for you. But for certain athletes, I feel like at a certain point and a certain level, uh, they know their body uh, and there's not so not, there's not too much that, uh, you know, they're going to get out of being at a facility uh, when they could be somewhere like I am athlete or Exos working out with personal trainers and people who, uh, who know their body just as good as those people at the facilities. Uh, the NFL hire great trainers, but at a certain certain year in a certain level of your career i do think that going with who you know knows your body the best is uh what's going to benefit you and, and give you the best return so do that uh, obviously a lot of people you know get the get the concept uh you know very very wrong of people not being there uh, when it's voluntary work it's not that they're not there you know i still hang out with the guys i still talk with the guys i'm still trying to build chemistry with the guys even Ooh. though i'm not at that facility Ooh. Well, I mean, we spoke about this a little bit during the Lamar Jackson saga. And, you know, Brandon and I went back and forth about this. First of all, Cardinal fans want you back in Arizona. Um, But I wonder, you know, when you hear about you possibly being shopped around, what does that do for your relationship with that organization, with the front office? We already know how you feel about the guys. And if that situation were to work itself out, like it did with Lamar and Baltimore, does that make your relationship with them now fracture going back? Uh, for me, no, I have no ego. This is a business. This is a professional sport. Uh, people have jobs to do. Uh, you know, Obviously, there's a new regime. Uh, there's new, new head coaches, new GMs. Uh, they come in and out every year uh, a sports team. So for me, understanding and knowing the business, uh, you, I can't go into it with an ego. Uh, hearing rumors of, of me being traded or, or shopped around, that does nothing uh, for me far as making me feel some kind of way towards, towards that team. Have you, have you heard of any of the teams that made the call? Um, I, we heard the Patriots, like any other teams that reached out to the Patriots that you're aware of? I mean the the uh, Cardinals, excuse of, me. Of, of course, yeah. Uh, I've I've heard a lot of rumors and and you know, of, of people calling. I would definitely say the Patriots are one of the teams. Um, you know, obviously, uh, you know, I would say the Bills are one of those teams mm-hmm. that I heard. Um, you know, I had I didn't have direct conversation or, or you know, but just seeing, uh, you know, what's on Twitter, what's on Instagram, you 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 got to pay attention to some of those things. 
Um, what other team? Really, those are, are the only two teams that I, I paid attention to that I was like, all right, let me let me see if social media is right. <laughs> how do you how do you feel about blue and silver just out of curiosity he likes it you like that do you like that colorway do you feel like that's something you'd be comfortable wearing on sundays mondays I and sometimes no, thursday i love no state no state tax is my favorite so uh, <laughs> you know i still live in houston texas so <laughs> well so listen like we also your name also got thrown into the mix during lamar and, and that baltimore saga mm. again and it was mm. reported that you and odell beckham were two names that Lamar threw out there and said, if you guys want to make me happy and you want me back, this is what I want. He got Odell. The Baltimore Ravens reportedly said, we can't afford to get you both. In a perfect world, if you were able to make that situation work, would you? Would that be intriguing to you? Did you hear about Lamar's request? Uh, I love Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is one of my favorite athletes and since I've been watching sports. I'm a, I'm a sports fan. Uh, so I, I was watching Lamar when he played Clemson, my alumni, and I was like, who is this kid? So I've been a fan of Lamar for a long time. Uh, so, you know, obviously he's one of the greats. And, you know, I would, I would be lying to sit here and say, you know, it wouldn't be an honor one day, uh, you know, if my career allows me to play that long, to play with a great guy and a great quarterback like Lamar. Or, you know, with Tom Brady, I was like, I want to play with a Tom Brady. I'm a receiver. You know, Marsh, you know how it is. As that's receiver, right. You want to play. You want to play with some of the best quarterbacks, uh, you know, that's out there. And, and Lamar is obviously one of those. Right. So, so, so uh, we appreciate you gracing us with your presence and being patient with us, right? Because the world uh, wants to hear from you. The the football world wants to hear from you. So we're going to spend just a little bit more time on this talk because you don't talk much. Right. So hopefully you don't get annoyed with us and all these questions <laughs> regarding like your future. Um, you right. just brought up quarterbacks. Mm. Uh, what are some of the quarterbacks out there? If you had a list, you say mm -hmm. these are some dope quarterbacks that I would love to throw me the ball the second part of my career. Oh, that's a good question. I would have to say. Uh, one of my favorite quarterbacks that I've I've been watching since he came in the league is Josh Allen. Josh Ooh. Allen he reminds me of he reminds me of an old school or, or of a new school Andrew Luck. Mm. And uh, mm -hmm. you know I love Josh Allen, uh, Jalen Hurts. Uh, you know man, he's he, he, Houston kid, your dog Jalen. Uh, number three. Who I would love to to have a ball thrown by? Ah oh, man, Patrick Mahomes, obviously. Ooh, number oh four. Number number four. I'm gonna have to go with. Uh, I gotta I gotta go with the I gotta go with the underdog man. The people not not a lot of people people respect this guy, but you know as a as a throwing quarterback, Lamar Lamar Jackson, obviously. And number number five. Number five. That's a good one. That's a good question. Number four, Dak Prescott. I like Dak Prescott. <laughs> Any of these young rookie quarterbacks <laughs> stand out to you? Would do you want to uh, catch a ball from a young player? You or are you past that point in your career? Like some guys yeah, out there. Yeah, I'm past. I'm past that young that, that point in my career. But I heard that the quarterback we got from Houston is pretty good. I like him. My grandfather was sending me his uh, his highlights on YouTube. But my my number five quarterback, man, because there's some good quarterbacks out there that's young and good. I'm gonna have to go with. Uh, Man, I'm gonna have to go with my my, my dude in San Diego, or with the Chargers. Herbert. 
I'm gonna have to Justin go Herbert. Herbert. Justin Herbert. Mm. Yeah, All right. I, I, I'm gonna take the training wheels off of this so we can push the conversation forward. What the hell is happening in AZ? What do you want? Right. Um, Mm. This is our opportunity just to have this conversation, you know, and, and just move forward. Like, where, where are you at in your career? And, I, and I'm going to say this, right? I asked the New York Jets for my release. Don't trade me. Just release me, right? I wanted to control my future, okay? And so when I did that, I, I sat down with a few family uh, friends and some few a few family members and my agent I said okay what am I looking for at this point in my career mm-hmm. right? right I wanted a championship organization and so what made this championship organization D Hop was stability net stability a good ownership um, stability okay. in management a championship quarterback a good defense and another receiver on the other side because I was like 32, 33, and I'm like, yo, if I can get a receiver on the other side, it's going to take pressure off of me, and I can still dominate and still do my thing and contribute at a high level. So for you, what is happening? What do you want, and what are you looking forward to? Uh, What I want is stable management upstairs. I think that's something that I haven't really had, uh, you know, past couple years of my career coming from Houston. To being in Arizona, uh, you know, so I've been through three to four GMs my career. Mm. So a stable management, uh, a QB who loves the game, uh, a QB who uh, you know brings everybody on board with him and uh, pushes not just himself but uh, you know people around him. Uh, you know, I don't need a great QB. I've done it with with subpar QBs. You know, just a QB who loves the game like I do. Um, and a great defense. I think defense won championships. Uh, for me, I think that's the key. You got to have a great defense. You got to have a great D line. And uh, you know, obviously, just like you said, you, you meet with people. Uh, I have a council of friends uh, who who are or not just my friends, but you know, they're they're my business business managers as well. So uh, you know, we go in depth about these things, and that's why I love this this process. I love this game. It teaches you a lot. And uh, you know, for me, that's it. You know, great management, QB who loves the game, and a great defense. So out of those three things that you mentioned currently in Arizona, how many of them would you say exist? Uh, you know, this is Monty's first year as a GM, but you know, from what I understand and, and from me talking to Monty, I think that Arizona is, is in good hands, uh, you know, so I can't speak on much. Uh, he hasn't really been the GM uh, longer, you know, so well, that much longer, you know, other than, you know, this year, obviously, uh, you know, he came from the Patriots, but I would say our defense in Arizona is good. We got Buda Baker, Isaiah Simmons. Buda Baker asked for a trade, I thought. Uh, he's still on the roster from what I know. So, uh, you know, until he's off off the Arizona Cardinals. You know, uh, D-Hop, you know I like to get messy, D-Hop. I'm so, getting messy. So, so then you would say two out of the three it currently exists uh, in Arizona. No. Hell no. No, no. I mean, you, you did uh, the quarterback. I think Kyler is is a quarterback who, who loves the game as well, but he's injured. Uh, you know, so right now for for me, I'm I'm playing with uh, Colt McCoy, who I love, but uh, you know, and, and and you know who who knows. So uh, right now, there I, I don't currently have a a uh, Pro Bowl quarterback or a quarterback who, uh, you know, I would say could uh, you know. 
Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying. He's trying. <laughs> That's my dog. I love him. Look at him. He's so cool. <laughs> He's trying. He's trying. <laughs> I'm sorry. I said. I said. Right. I set you up with that hey, we one. I'm sorry. Ass. Oh we my god. Off. That was my bad. <laughs> and you know what? Here's the thing, though, Hop. This is what I would say, bro. Because, like, you know, as an active player, you you have to be very. Um, um, very strategic in what you say because they can take a little sound bite and it turns into another thing, right? It takes a life of its own. And so, you know, I respect you for, you know, being intentional with what, you, what you're saying, you know, but the reality is, and, and I'll say this, and I don't know where you're at. We've, we've never sat down and talked about your business um, or talked about football, uh, but it's like, man, it comes a point in your career where it's like, man, I only have so many years left. Mm. Right. Very true. Very and and true. it's time for me to, you know, accomplish those things that you're setting out to accomplish. And I don't know what that is for you. For me, I wanted to win the Super Bowl and I still wanted to play at a high level. Um, so, you know, I'm excited for your future, bro. Um, you, to me, I can't wait to see you back out there with the right stuff around you, because I want to see you back in that conversation of. Uh, he's one of the best wide receivers out there. And I think a lot of people forget that because the last two years, we haven't seen too much of you, right? And and, and the situation hasn't been awesome around you. So I'm excited about that. Before we move on, Kyler, bro, why, do, why does everybody give Kyler Murray such a hard time? You even had Larry Fitzgerald come out and, and talk about a few things there. Uh, what I see is a guy that is just like a – He's electrifying, you know. Uh, he can make he can make a, a mostly all of the throws. Um, he's a human joystick, right? He is a little fiery, so there. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But why are people giving Kyler such a a tough time? I think people give him a tough time because what you said. He's fiery. Mm. The dude. The dude is is a competitor, a real competitor. Uh, I've I've never seen anything like it, and I love it. Uh, that's why him and I sometimes we butt heads, uh, but it's 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 love. It's it's like, like butting head with with your brother. You, it's like both of y'all want to win, both of y'all want to compete, and you mad as hell that you're not getting the job done. So uh, for for me, that's what it is, uh, and I'm pretty sure that's why he get the the stuff that he get his body language or whatever people say, you know. But Tom Brady go cuss out everybody on the sideline, throw whatever. And that's just oh, that's Tom Brady, but Kyler do it, and you know it's it's number it's 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 the talking topic of, of every uh, of everything. So right. uh, you know, I think I think for him, he's misunderstood, but he's competitive. The dude can the dude like playing basketball. He he want to beat you on on shooting shooting things in the trash can, ping pong, whatever. And for me, I love it. Uh, you know, like you said, him and I just haven't had much time to build that chemistry. In, in the past two years, I haven't been on the field and. I want to win a Super Bowl. He want to win a Super Bowl. So I think when you got two competitive people like that, you know, I'm pretty sure he was in a way, you know, probably upset. Like, darn, you know, I want to hop out here, you know, and mad at me. Like, you know, dang, big bro, you know, we we try and do this together. So you know, obviously, you know, both of us are, are two competitive people. But Kyler probably, uh, you know, he's misunderstood because of that, because he's so competitive. Last time I saw you was in L.A. at the Super Bowl, and it was around the time that Kyler Murray kind of scrubbed his Instagram and he was dealing with his own situation with the organization. And I asked you about it, and you weren't worried at all. You said, listen, I'm not, I'm not worried about Kyler. They're going to figure that out. 
But I wonder, we're always talking about how the quarterback deals with this situation and how his emotions are when, you know, going back with the front office and the GMs and the organization in general trying to lock in a deal for themselves. But I feel like we never really talk about the team that he's responsible for leading on the field and what they know and, you know, the kind of the emotional roller coaster they go through during this process. We think about Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets and Lamar and the Baltimore Ravens and Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. What does that do as a team, specifically for you as a player, when there's so much uncertainty about your quarterback going into the next season while he's unhappy and you're left kind of in the dark? Do you know more than, you know, the rest of us? Or are you finding out as we learn? Uh, I find out as, as you guys learn uh, with, with most things. And I feel like that's how it is around the league. We don't like butting our heads into business. It's not ours because mm. uh, each guy has individual things that they go through in their own counsel. So for myself, I, I don't really ask too many questions about what's going on outside of what I can control. And what I can control is going on that field and being DeAndre Hopkins and, and making catches and making touchdowns and, and you know, making making people happy. Uh, and that's that's what I'm the business I'm in of of just trying to to spread uh, you know love through my craft through whatever I do and so for myself that's my focus but obviously uh, I love the knowledge that goes behind football uh, you know the the GM business and I learned that once I did my contract a couple of years ago there's a lot more that goes on uh, around just you know what you see on, on the headlines and I'm pretty sure as a as an organization dealing with certain players can be a headache but that's what they signed up for. So, uh, you know, you got to deal with it. <laughs> Listen, a contract yeah. you negotiated, by the way, I just want to put that out there since that was a, right. a hot topic a couple of months ago. And, and Lamar. And with Lamar, just want to make sure that people know it has been done and it has yep. been done successfully. So mm -hmm. go ahead and give Absolutely. you flowers for that one. Yeah, what's the future, bro? Um, if you can predict the future, what's DeAndre Hopkins' future look like? And we're talking about in the short term over the next 18 months. Um, probably a sports team owner. Mm. Uh, I, I already own a women's professional football team called the Houston Mambas. Uh, and it's 11-on-11 it's real football, but uh, you know, another sports team owner um, in Australia. Uh, you know, we can talk about it later, D-March. Okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, and building a fashion brand over the next over the next couple months, uh, I plan to go to Italy uh, and and go and uh, do some deep diving uh, with, with with my good friends over there. Uh, my, my one of my best friends, my mentor, he started Golden Goose. His name's Silvio, and he took me under his wing a, a, a long time ago. So I think it's time to, to kind of you know build that brand and, and who DeAndre Hopkins is. So uh, over the next eighteen months, you know. I'll, uh, I plan on being a sports team owner and, 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 and building a foundation work for, for my brand. I mean, fashion, Brandon, I don't, yeah. did, you, did you see D-Hop walk the runway? I know, I know Corey. Fear Corey God show. Like here, we, one of our, our partners and co-hosts on our show, um, our daily show, we have Corey here. Corey, yeah. I know you wanted to talk a little bit about um, the fashion side of things. Well, Ashley just said it, right? We saw you in the Fear of God fashion show not too long ago, Wasn't that, isn't that correct? How was that experience hey, for you? Man, that, that was amazing. That was uh that was, that was a different <laughs> level of of uh of feelings, you know, right. just just being part of something where somebody created and 
you know, before you walk up there, he's looking at the the finest, the finest thing he can he can see to make sure it's it's right. But uh, man, it was a it was a blessing. Jerry is is creative. Uh, he's he's one of the best doing it. So uh, thank you, Jerry, for allowing me to walk in the show. Uh, but you know, I, I wish more athletes would would definitely uh you know have the opportunity to to do that because we're in the fashion. We're the ones pushing the yeah. culture right. as well. You know, now, walk, I gotta ask though, D Hop. Yeah, no, no. I gotta ask though, was that intentional? Was it intentional that the first brand that we saw you rock the runway in was Fear of God? You know, we we saw the viral video of you, of course, from way back when, when uh, when you was going at it with D'Angelo Hall. He told him, "I fear God." So I thought it was kind of <laughs> ironic. Only I fear God. <laughs> he said, "I fear God, boy." I thought that was kind of <laughs> ironic that you did that with, with Fear of God. It, it was very intentional, and uh, where you, you know, I, yeah. I try I, I try to do things strategically like that. I, I've could have. Watched some shows before, but Jerry is a guy that I've been talking to and, and building a relationship with outside of just fashion and, and sports. You know, just just you know a friendship. So Jerry and I, we've been uh, we've been connected for a while, and you know we we knew this day was coming. Awesome. What's more, what's more nerve wracking, running running out of the tunnel for Sunday Night Football, or getting ready to walk the runway at before, LA Fashion be, be, Week? Before you an- keep that. On the back of your mind, we're gonna go to break and then we're gonna come back and get your answer, okay? We are back with D Hop, DeAndre Hopkins. I'm not gonna give a whole sequiliki. Sequiliki, is that the word? That's I don't right. know. There, right. there you go, that Brandon Marshall gave, but I feel like that was a good intro. Now, before the break, I asked him what was more nerve wracking, running out of the tunnel on Sunday Night Football with the bright lights or getting ready to walk the runway, which can be pretty long. I don't know if you guys have ever walked a runway. I have. Mm-hmm. Um, they're pretty long, and it's very nerve-wracking. So, Deha, which one? Which one got your nerves rattled a little bit more? The runway. <laughs> <laughs> the football game, I know what I'm doing, but the runway that was different. And like you said, it's it's a lot that goes on before people see that show. That's good. I actually uh, did rip the runway. You guys probably too young to remember that. Y'all know what rip the runway was? <laughs> of course. Come on. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley, do you know what it is? I think I believe if I'm remembering sure. what it is, I think wasn't it like when they got like it was during New York Fashion Week, right? right? They it get was people. BET. BET used Ripped to do it. Yes, yes, yes. How would that experience artists. go? You know what? It, it was interesting for me because like there was a lot of naked women in the back. They're models, so yeah. I know, so I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. And I was like, damn, like, you know, you walk back there, and I'm like, don't look, don't look, don't look. Oh, my God. <laughs> D-Hop, I don't know if you experienced the same thing, but I did a great job. I stayed a, I stayed a, a professional. I didn't look, but they were just there, like boobs in your face, booty in your face. I'm sure that was a very tough experience for you, Brandon. <laughs> um, D-Hop, listen, yeah, right. in Europe coming up, in Paris, we have Men's Fashion Week coming up, or Fashion Month, as some people like to call it. What are some of the brands you're most excited you know, to see their new collections? Like, What are your favorite brands right now? Uh, some of my favorite brands might not be in Paris, runway. Uh, smaller brands, Le Pair, mm. L-E-E-R-E. Uh, I, I love what Le Pair is doing right now. Uh, you guys should check that out. Golden Goose, obviously, and Golden Goose, uh, I love what they do, but they don't have a runway. Yeah. They believe that the, the people are are the runway models, which is uh, which is why I love that brand. But those two, but who I'm looking forward, I, I always love just you know the big big brands, Balenciaga. They do some some dope stuff. Uh, Gucci, Louis Vuitton, obviously Tom Brown. Mm. Uh, so those, I, I like just you know the way they go because they do stuff that you would not wear but it's still art and it's still cool to see 
Hop, I, I draw inspiration from architecture. I draw inspiration, um, you know, from watching, you know, like shows and I'll look at all the details. It's on the production side. Where do mm-hmm. you draw inspiration is my first, the first part of my question. Uh, and two, when you talk about your own fashion brand, right? Like, mm-hmm. what do you envision your runway show looking like and your show looking like? Uh, so I draw inspiration from artists. Deborah Roberts, mm-hmm. um, you know, Robert Hodge, you know, uh, even some old school artists. Uh, and, and also, I, I just love getting out and walking around in nature and, and, and looking at architectural buildings and, and uh, you know, furniture. So I actually, you know, design a lot of furniture in my house. Uh, so I've, I've kind of been in been into it for a couple of years. Uh, but, you know, what I imagine for my brand and, you know, how I see it, I don't really know if, uh, if a runway show uh, is is what I want. Uh, mm. I like I like the model of allowing the people to be the models and not really putting a certain kind of uh, body style in something and, and 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 people thinking that they have to look like that. Even though uh, you know, shout out to the amazing models who do that. Uh, most Americans are a certain size, and and most people who live in other places aren't that modelist uh, you know body type. So for me, uh, I don't really know if I would have a runway show. Uh, if anything, my, my runway show would, would be something where people are in the streets and, uh, you know, it's, it's very natural. Uh, I so, like that. You know, that's 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 what I envision myself uh, and my brand being. What's your, what's your personal style? Like me, I tend to lean more towards minimalism. I don't really like a lot of color. I like structure. I like straight lines. If I do baggy bottoms, a tight top or vice versa. Some people like color. Some people like patterns. What do you tend to lean more towards? Is, hold on, is this true, B. Marsh? Is, it's is, true. I'm always either in, listen, ask him. I, I'm either in black, gray, bay. I just like, I like more straight lines, minimalism. Okay. I'm okay. not a big color person. I just, not Ashley's my thing. Ashley's fly, bro. Uh, like, and that's part of our brand. So uh, I am athlete. Like I always say, we live in an intersection between sports and culture. And when I say mm-hmm. culture, it's more like hip hop. And so, you know, you if you if you're not fly or trying to be fly, you can't be on the platform. So she fly, bro. <laughs> all right, all right. No, nah, no, nah, I'm just messing with you. But uh I would say my, my style is very minimalist. I used to do a lot of the crazy exotic stuff. Uh, but I like finding the pieces that are very hard to get in, mm. in a sense where I gotta go hunting or I have to go there and, and and knock on some doors and shake some hands and stuff like that. So uh I collect pieces that I might not be able to wear, but it might be a one of three Mason Margiela mm. that was done in, in the eighties uh, or something like mm. that. So, uh, but I, you won't see me wearing it, but my style that I like is minimalist, clean, very, I am athlete-ish. There you go, Brent. That's see, like, like, see what happens. You like gave it. him a nice intro <laughs> right. and now he gave something yeah, back to you. Right, that's that's, that's, <laughs> that's beautiful. I love no, that. No, no, I, man, listen, I, I, I look at you guys still very close when, when you know, you guys send the, the gift, the gift package. Uh, I look at the quality, I stretch it out. You do a oh, good wow. job. I always want to ask you, do you have a hand in, in everything that you do though, B? I, I do, bro, and and now it's to the point where it's uh, it's about building out teams and also trusting teams um, for us to scale and become like what I think is like a uh, two dope hype brands, House of Athlete, I am Athlete. We got to continue to build teams, and and I gotta 
give the responsibility to other people. But I'm I'm certainly surrounded by some phenomenal people. We have a, a, a COO, I have a chief of staff, we have head of brand, we have head of business development. Um, we have Manderville, who's been with me for a couple years, head of production. Uh, Mishi, uh, my wife, uh, she's the one that um, launched our uh, apparel line and she wanted it to be a premium and a quality uh, product. So it's made okay. in Portugal. Um, for me, it just, you know, I just set the direction. And I think that's the um, that's my responsibility as the founder CEO. And that's to keep the company funded, uh, to set the strategy and build the team. And so when you think about that, the strategy for me is on the House of Athletes side, this is a premium quality brand. Like when I think about House of Athlete, I think about House of Athlete being a Miami design district next to the St. Laurent's, to the Louis Vuitton's in the athleisure space. And then I am athlete, right? Uh, I, I see us as more of like a hype brand, the uh, Emilion de Jour. We're, we're, we're going to work on your the pronunciation. The Saint Laurent is Saint French. Laurent. Saint Laurent <laughs> is French. No, you, you do a good job, man. And, and I'm, I'm going to give you your kudos and, and head off because your quality is, is right there beside the best of the best. So uh appreciate nah, that, man. You, you know, I appreciate that. Can can we get some breaking news here? We're talking about brands and we're talking about quality. I know yours is going to be fire. Can, can, do you do you have a name? Have you announced the name of your your clothing line? Uh, so right now we want to house it uh, similar to you know how certain people house uh, you know brands and, and branch off with by I. Uh, well, know, breaking news right here, man. By I. By I and wow, yeah, and I, uh, by I, and uh, you know, it 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 means more than uh, you know, just you know, that I, but you know, when you say by I, is you know, your fingerprint on everything as a human being because we're all connected, so it's like the connection that we all have together as uh, as a humanity, and other things are going to branch off from from by I, but by I is is the brand and and the label. I love it. I love that. So, I love it. I love things with deep meanings, right. deep creatively. How do we spell meanings. it before we move on? B Y I. B Y I. And then I. I know I'm gonna be in line. That's I'm gonna get it. I like Absolutely. that. Absolutely, me too. That's super dope. You guys wanna you wanna switch gears? Yeah, let's switch gears. Okay. Where you wanna go? You wanna go? We wanna go back to football. For and a can second? also Nagin, send me some uh a few. Send me two questions from our chat. Let's let our our team. Uh, as the hop, a question. Say that again. I said, "What a chat! What a love question!" Let's see what the chat. I, I think for me, I think I, I, like I think we can bounce around here to, to you know this last block of this of the show. We got to let him go. He needs to go train because he's still active, right? So we can't keep him forever. Well, that's a good segue, Brandon. Go right ahead. there. Listen, you sat down with Devonte Adams recently in Vegas. Yep. Great job, by the way. We were watching from here in the three hundred five, and he gave his top five wide receivers. And yep. you've asked a bunch of guys that you've been in contact with their top five list yeah and Devonte adams didn't have you in his top five which is fine listen everyone has their own top five but i wonder if that gives you a little bit more fuel in the tank i know you already have it i don't need i know you don't need anybody's you know accolades and things like that but at one point you were in everybody's top five yep. and now it seems like he maybe, was my one so, yeah for and i gotta people, be honest and i gotta be honest bro you know you're my brother and i love you but it's just like when you when when you when you miss uh when you miss some games right like it's easy for us to forget or you have to have the conversation around other people of so course. like of i just course. want to be clear ashley right. that he was my one my two um before the last year and a half 
So for some people, you were the one, you were the two, but you were always in the top five. I don't think anyone had a list of top wide receivers in the NFL that did not include DeAndre Hopkins. Mm -hmm. Now it's kind of switched gears a little bit. Does Do you feel slighted by that, knowing that you are still one of the best in the NFL? Uh, I do not feel slighted by that at all. Uh, I know I'm the best in the NFL. Just me personally, I know where I am. I know what I've done with, uh, you know, with whatever I have around me. So for me, do I feel slighted? Never. I know who I am. Uh, and you got to respect everyone's opinion. That's what make the world go around. That's what I love. I will never be mad at a guy for not having me in a top five, top 10, top 15. Uh, but the ones who know football know. And, uh, you know, so for me now, and like you said, you know, I haven't played, uh, you know, two full seasons, uh, you know, and I, I don't like talking previous. I don't like talking past. So that's what I, that's what's on my record right now. And all thing I can do is I uh, go out this year and uh, go to work. That's it. I love it. I love it. Um, bro, what makes you special, right? Mm. Like you think about some of these other wide receivers, uh, Justin the Jet Jefferson, how shifty he is, consistent, digs. I love his stop, his stop and go, his ability to mm -hmm. go from one side to the next and how explosive he can be. Um, obviously, you got um, Devontae Adams, who we just talked about. You know, But when we talk about D-Hop, um, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a follow up after you if you don't cover it. But I like, know. what makes you special? I feel like I know the answer, but I hope he says uh, it. Go ahead. Uh, uh, what makes me special is having – one of the lowest drop rates since I've been playing in the NFL. Hands, <laughs> baby. <laughs> and uh, those are things that on paper that, you know, being not being or being in someone's list, uh, you know, what's on paper doesn't lie when I'm on the field. Yeah. So for me, uh, having the lowest drop rate in the NFL, I don't know if it's top three, top two, top one, maybe past couple years. For me, it's my hands. And, uh, and not just that, it's my mindset, it's my mentality. Uh, I can line up inside. I can line up outside, and I've proven that last year, year before. Uh, I can play really pretty much anywhere, and and I would say, uh, you know, not just long, not that, but the mindset to That's right. to be successful and be in this league for eleven years, going on eleven years. You have to you have to have a certain mindset, and I feel like yourself, be you had that. And Ryan Fitzpatrick used to tell me about you and how you know about you and how him and you used to uh you know just communicate he yep. was like man b marsh was a dog but he was also just mentally uh very different than a lot of receivers that he played with so i feel like that's what separates guys like myself and others that's right and that's why i always and i appreciate that and that's why i always have you at the top of my list and that's mm -hmm. why i'm excited it's gonna be a fun year uh, is because like the way I look at it, bro, we can talk about speed, we can talk about hands, we can talk about stop and go, routes, all of that stuff. But when the game's on the line, right, and it's mano e mano, who's going to come down with the ball, who's going to win? And that's mindset, that's hands, that's everything you covered. But to me, it's like that dog mindset that we have. Stephon Diggs have that. I don't care if you got two, three people on, if he has two, three people on him, he's coming down with the ball, right? And that's what I love about D-Hop's game. And um, the game's been missing it. I don't know if there's a receiver that has your type of mindset. Maybe A.J. Brown, right? Like, there's some great mm -hmm. receivers. But I'm talking about just nasty dogs out there like that. Mm -hmm. Diggs is like that. But, man, we've seen you make some amazing catches in the biggest moments. Um, Ashley, I don't know if you have anything else, but there's some interesting questions. I like this question here from Dimitri. I don't want to mess up your last name, so I'm going to skip over it. He says, 
what philosophies do you study to help develop your mindsets? Mm. Mm. Uh, I study, <laughs> uh, I really don't like speaking on too much, uh, you know, religion and stuff like that, but I studied uh, Hinduism mm. a little bit. Uh, and I felt like that, that kind of helped my mindset of meditating and, uh, you know, just, just kind of being at ease when I'm out there uh, at the highest level. So that's something I studied, uh, a little Hinduism. And I read, read read a couple books over the past couple of years and, you know, since I've been playing to help that as well. I love that. All right. Well, let's stay right there, you know, learning more about who you are. This is from Psalm, I believe. Psalm. Mm -hmm. Yep. This is from Psalm. What do you want your next fan base Make sure you listen to the question correctly, clearly. What do you want your next fan base to know about you? And this is from Psalm, bro. This is not from me. This is from Psalm, bro. Like, I ain't that messy. What's the question? What do you want your next fan base to know about you from Psalm? Uh you know, so my, my next fan base, my life after football. My next fan base will know that, uh, like B. Mar said, I'm a dog. I'm a go-getter. Uh, I don't complain. I try to make everybody around me better. And you're going to get somebody who's the most competitive guy on the field. Okay. I like these questions. Whatever, whatever, whatever field that is. <laughs> Here we go. Could we, be the fashion field, the business field. We have time for two two more questions because D-Hop has an amazing uh, uh, workout that he has to attend to. I, I do like these questions. We're fresh off from Mother's Day, and a lot of fans just want to know, how is your mom doing? Simple as mm. that. Oh, mom's doing good. My mom <laughs> is doing amazing. Go check out her Instagram, Sabrina Greenlee. Uh, my mom is 100% blind, but if you look at, at her social media and you talk to her, you would think that she can see everything. She's so. fly too. So <laughs> my mom is my mom is spreading spreading good energy. She has a, a domestic violence charity uh, that that her and I both work on, and uh, it's it's behind the scenes, daily grinding every day. It's it's work. There you go. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, Diop, I got a question for you. Right? I mean, you know, we talk about the mindset that you have, just that dog mentality. What's a phrase just like in a few words, right? Or in other words, what's your motto that keeps you motivated, that motivates you to be the, you know, the guy that you are off the field and on the field? Uh, you know, honestly, my, my motto, man, you know, I hate to say this, but it's, it's uh, you know, it's, it's not just one word, but it's having a lot of people in my family that are not here, having a, uh, loved ones that are gone mm -hmm. uh so my you know my motto is uh you know i feel pushed by a lot of family members that have left this life early uh that that would love to be here enjoying this this with me so i my motto i always smile and i try to you know be present uh try to you know put out good energy because uh you know because of that uh, i have i had a lot of love a lot of loved ones who were my age or uh, younger, uh, you know, tragically, uh, you know, are not here. So that's my motto, man. Just, you know, enjoying this life because, you know, man, you got to enjoy this life while you're here. Uh, this life is very, very short. Love it. Uh, really quick, but powerful answers here. Okay. Toughest thing you've ever dealt with and how you, how you overcame it. Toughest thing I dealt with was my mom being blind, uh, being assaulted, how I overcame it. I overcame it by 
reading. I overcame it by finding the right mentors and the right, uh, the right, right people to listen to in life. What's the best advice you've ever received? Best advice I ever received was hang around people who you want to be like. My mom always said, gangsters hang out with gangsters and lawyers hang out with lawyers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's mama. Yeah, I know that's right. Worst advice. <laughs> Worst advice was from my first financial advisor that I fired, my first in the NFL. He told me to spend a certain amount of money every month, or that I could spend a certain amount of money every month. But I did the 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 math on it, and my contract and spending that amount of money didn't work. And he didn't give me another plan to make money. Wow, <laughs> that's simple. insane. All right, everybody in the chat says this is the last one from me. Uh, guilty pleasure. What's your guilty pleasure? My guilty pleasure is cookies, late night, eating late, eating eating cookies. I'm a, I'm a cookie fanatic. I like bacon. Uh, so I've been on a gluten-free free wave lately. But uh, eating cookies after 10 o'clock is not good for me. I do the same, but I go ahead and I'll take the burden. It's cool, whatever. Right. Before, Brandon, before we let you go ahead and close it out, it is Mental Health Awareness Month, mm -hmm. and we like to do check-ins with each other, with the viewers. And on a scale of one through 10, with everything going on in your life right now, training, the uncertainty of where you're going to be, family stuff, business stuff, the things we see, the things we don't see, on a scale of one through 10, where are you? Uh, on a scale of one to 10, uh... I am, I am great. Uh, what's your scale? What's so the 10 one is 10? the best and one okay. is you're not doing that great. Yeah, we need. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, you need okay. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I am at a 10. I am, I am at peace with myself. I'm at peace with life. Um, you know, I, I'm in a good place. Uh, my kids, my family, uh, this is, this is a, an exciting part of my life. I'm going on my 11 year in the NFL, but body wise, I feel great. And, uh, I feel like I'm, it's starting to come together. So for me, I, I couldn't be more excited about my future. D-Hop, we love you. You are the maestro. Um, I think maestro. there's the maestro. Maestro's the restaurant. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. But there's so much to learn from you, bro. I wish we had more time. We have to do a part two here, maybe in Not the next sure. uh, uh, six months or so. Um, there's so much we can dive into. But we just want to thank you. And we'll see you in the football season. We don't know what what, what colors you're going to be wearing, but I we know do. you're going to. You do blue and silver. Blue and silver. Mm -hmm. Listen, let's make this bet. Me and Ashley like the bet. So you say blue and silver. That's just me manifesting. He's you going know to be in mean? Buffalo. Him and Stephon Diggs. Ooh, oh, he's able to play. Ah, there it is. I like, I like the manifestation. I like the. Yeah. <laughs> let's go, Buffalo. He's manifesting Buffalo. Let's go. Manifest Dallas. We so love fast. you, bro. Go get your workout in, man. I love y'all. Thank y'all. All right. <laughs> Yo, that's D-Hop, man. Ashley, quick recap. How do you feel? I feel good. You said Mastro's. My Mastro. Maestro. Maestro. You know what Mastro's is, Yeah, right? it's the food place. Yeah, it's the restaurant. You like I love Mastro's. Mastro's is one of my favorite restaurants. Dang. Yeah, that butter cake. Right. Mm, I just got chills going down my back. You know what, Ashley? My takeaway from uh, our conversation with D-Hop um, is that there's so much more to D-Hop. Yeah. But he is a microcosm of so many other athletes, right? Like on the surface, you see the competitor. On the surface, you see this uh, this phenomenal wide receiver that makes these amazing catches right. year after year after year. But our athletes are so complex, and there's so many layers to them. 
you know, he talked about, you know, try to tap in a little bit on religion, the books that he reads, you know, even his demeanor, right? Like, um, that's the biggest takeaway is like, man, when you really see people, sometimes you really don't know. He has a very calming energy, a very calming, just yeah. tranquil, just at peace, just centered energy, which is not something I feel like you would expect from athletes, but specifically football players, because the mm -hmm. sport is so the opposite of that. Mm -hmm. But it's um, it's a nice surprise when someone has that just ability to kind of flip that switch. Yep. And just be a completely different version of who they are on the field. Yeah, you know, that was dope. Listen, guys, we're going to continue to do this. Uh, you know, we, we have a lot going on with the platform. We got Corey coming in with his squeakiness. Come on, yeah, brother. You got to put some WD-40 on this. Like, come on. you. What is going on over here? <laughs> but we have so much going on with the platform. You have paper route mm -hmm. Monday through Thursday. Every single day live on YouTube. Sirius XM, Faction Talk, Channel 103. Um, we'll continue to push forward with our weekly show. Um, we're ramping up for the football season, so we have some uh, amazing things planned there. But I'm really excited about going live in studio or having guys zoom in, right? Because that gives us an opportunity to touch more people. Mm -hmm. Right. And learn from more guys and, and more uh, of our female athletes. We got to do more of that. Like, when's the last time we had a female athlete on? It was, it's been a while. It's been a while. We last do more was Lisa Leslie, right? Yep. That's right. I, I, I reached out to somebody. Yeah. I reached out to like five people. How'd that go? Really good. I heard some names. I heard some names that I liked. Yeah. Mm hmm. Well, well, let's not let's not throw them out. I'm not. Way. That's why I said I heard some names that I liked. That was the end of my sentence. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. All right, <laughs> it's kind of where I was going to end. Corey, what jumped out uh, to you? We're just recapping mm -hmm. um, our conversation with D Hop. Anything yeah. that stood out to you? Well, to me, it was it was just his mindset, and I heard Ashley kind of going into it about how you know he has like that calmness about very him, tranquil, right? And, and and it is cool to see a guy who is just like a dog on the field. To be able to have, you know, that balance of being off the field, being right. a calm, cool, and collected guy. But I'm expecting a huge season out of him, right? Like, that's basically, you know, we and you asked him the question, you know, how do you feel about being left out of, like, top, people's top fives right now? And I think that does, you know, add a lot of fuel to the, you know, to the fire for him. But um, think about D-Hop. If he goes for 1,200 yards next season, 10 touchdowns, we, I wouldn't be shocked. I don't know how you guys feel. It's, and it's because of the caliber receiver we know he is. Yeah. So I'm excited to see what he does you yeah. know, next year. And then, of course, all of that, that that we learned about him on, you know, on the fashion side of things. I think that's super cool. He, he might we, we might have a fashion icon, you know, yeah, on you know, hand. And correction real quick. Last female athlete we actually had, it wasn't I am athlete, paper route, Andrew Reese, the Bayou Barbie. Ah, oh, right. Right, 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 right. Which is still in the family. Paper route, still in the family. That's right. She LSU phenom and mm -hmm. also Sports Illustrated model. Yeah. That's right. Did you see it? Oh, I did. She did a phenomenal job. She did great. I would say this, Corey. I want to go back to uh, <clears throat> to what you said about D Hop. I wouldn't be surprised. Actually, I'd be shocked if he Did doesn't it. eclipse right. uh, uh, twelve hundred yards, yeah. mm. ten touchdowns, yeah. because he's the type of guy that he doesn't fit in any box. He can go into any system and and excel, right? Because he's the type of dude. If it's one on one, you can throw it to him. Because mm -hmm. when he's covered, he's not covered. And that's what makes guys like this special. And that's why I always had him 
uh, uh, top on my board when we talk about the best wide receivers. Unfortunately, you know, he had the suspension. Um, I think he may have been injured the year before, just a couple of games. So mm -hmm. he wasn't out there a lot, right? But when he's out there, he's the type of guy, I don't. you can put him against anybody. Devontae, Tyreek. Like, actually, I would go with D-Hop first. If, if it's fourth down. Yeah, right. And it's mono e mono. We it's a gotta have it moment. Is uh -huh. that your phrase of the day? What I've been mono saying mono e mono. Yeah, mono e mono. Gotta have it moment. I'm taking D Hop over any wide receiver in the league right now, because if there's three dudes on him, guess what, Ashley? He's gonna that. find a way to come down with the ball. Yeah. Right. There's a lot of dudes that can separate. There's a lot of dudes that are fast, but there's not too many guys that like rise to that occasion. Yeah. A lot of what we were talking about in basketball, but I'm not going to go there because I don't want to be uh, cooked by you on my basketball <laughs> takes. But D-Hop is that. Um, another thing that we can't we can't uh, uh, just glance over is it sounds like he's really excited about Buffalo and Josh Allen. Super excited. <laughs> right? At different points in the show. I mean, in the episode. He, Makes he me sad, but at least it's not the NFC, so... This is going to be interesting, actually, because I've been flaming Buffalo. Not flaming them, but I said that they're going to implode a little this year. Remember me saying this a couple times? Mm -hmm. Right? Like, you lose Leslie Frazier. So, what's happening on the defensive side? And there was a, there, there seems to be a little tension the last we saw between Josh and Stephon Diggs. Diggs, he's not there in the, in the offseason program. We just seen a, a viral video of him and Trayvon in the backyard training, which I'm not – it's not a shocker for me because we talked about this with D Hop, where at this point in his career, it it's it's it hurts going back to these offseason programs. And why am I saying this to those out there that's watching? It's it's trash, it's cookie cutter. If I walk into the facility and there's 90 guys in the locker room and there's four trainers, really good trainers, in the in the in the medical uh room, the training room, and then there's Four strength and conditioning coach is really good. You have some interns. How the hell are you going to customize a program for me? I want to get faster. I want to jump higher. There's something I got to specifically work on in this right hip or this left glute. Like, it's that intentional. And those guys don't have time. So they take us through the whole this, this whole cookie-cutter program just to get guys in and out. And that's why you see guys at this part of their career where they have a little stability and security where they're like, I opt out, right? Um but back to Buffalo, if you get D-Hop, that changes the conversation. 100%. Josh Allen is like that. He, I mean, I will say, though, like there is state tax in Buffalo. I just want to put that out there, D-Hop. <laughs> I know how much you mentioned you don't like state tax. There's, there's surely a lot of it in Buffalo, I'm just saying. Just want to put that on your radar just in case you weren't. Familiar. That's all. Just he wasn't high on. He wasn't high on the Dallas Cowboys. That's because he has to. We're somebody that you kind of have to warm up to. We're like that date that like you don't like on the first date, but like date three you're in love. You know what I mean? Like it takes a couple of dates to like like us. You know, we're not the. We're not gonna spring you head over heels date one. We're like a date three, date four, date five type of team. I like him there too, right? Because once you're in, you're in for life. That would be interesting, <laughs> Ashley, because you know we had you brought up uh, Devontae Adams, right? We had him Friday, and then his top five, which was a shocker, was C.D. Lamb. So you and imagine, he compared him to himself. That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So imagine a C.D. Lamb and and D. Hop together. That's scary. 
like Jerry should hire me for like the recruitment process of the Dallas Cowboys, you know? Listen, Jerry is about to turn 99. No, he's not. <laughs> Jerry <laughs> need to make a move. He need to bust a move quick. Like, why wouldn't you be doing this? They are – I love how uh, the Cowboys transition. This is back when I was playing, right around like 2010 – Right, they were one of the, the the owners and teams where they people felt like they were just throwing money at the problem, and then they stopped and they start building up the team internally mm-hmm. and through the draft, and so um, they haven't really made too many crazy big splashes like what you expect them to do. They don't do, but this feels good to me. I feel like the Dallas Cowboys should absolutely find a way to pursue D Hop. Yeah, for sure. I'm just saying, I I wouldn't mind. I'll, I'll do it for free too. I'll work in the. I'll work as a recruiter for the as the head recruiter for the Dallas Cowboys for a hundred percent no cost. A hundred percent no cost. Just for game tickets. All right, put your your big board together. Give me the top. Give me three players that you're going after first. I mean, first of all, number one on my list, DeAndre Hopkins. Okay. I'm getting Zeke back. Okay. Um, for a fraction of the cost, because I know the running back market's not going to be great, and we still need the workhorse. Don't Ain't nobody think. Don't think. Don't think. Don't think. Pennies at us. Don't. No, I'm not going to throw pennies at you. I'm going to just restructure your contract a little bit. I still think there's a place for you in the Dallas Cowboys. I just don't think you're running back number one anymore. That's okay. And um, what do y'all need? Think about what y'all need. We need, a, we need a wide receiver. So you got D Hop. D Hop. Zeke. What about you? Know who's out there? You got uh uh. You know, who's I'm, I'm, right trying to think, I'm, trying to I'm about to show you the there. list. I'm about to show you the list right here, Ashley. I'm about to help you out because I sent this to Corey this morning, and I wanted to talk about it tomorrow, mm-hmm. but we can talk about it now in the show. All right, NFL players. No, that's not it. Uh, Corey, you have the list. Who has the yeah. list of yeah. players list of, that are free uh, players agents? Players that are available. You got Clowney. Yeah. I know he's dealing with some knee issues. Mm-hmm. Marcus Peters is another one. Mm-hmm. Jarvis Landry, right? I believe is still mm-hmm. available. Um, DeAndre Hopkins. Give me Zeke back. Yeah. Who else is on the list? Um, yeah. Who? Kareem Hunt. Kareem yeah, Hunt. Kareem Hunt. Kareem, that could be interesting. Kareem Hunt would be interesting. But then yeah. you get then you have to do away with Zeke. You That's can't a, bring them both in. I know. Right. Kareem Hunt would be. You interesting. have uh, the big boy from uh, uh, Leonard Fournette. Mm. Uh, no, yeah. I'm not I'm not high on Fournette. Yeah, Jadavian Clowney. Leonard, I brought up him. Leonard, Leonard Floyd's another one. Oh, uh, Leonard Clark is another one. Oh. Yeah. No, Marcus not, Peters. I mentioned mm, Marcus Peters. Frank Clark, though. Oh, Frank Clark. Clark. That might be a good addition. Right that there. might be a good. That'd be a real good addition. Yeah. yeah j- yo, just send me out there, Jerry. Come <laughs> on, yo, I will I, do this for them. you, free of charge. You won't have to pay me a dime. Just give me a just season tickets. Wow. <laughs> That's it. That's all I want. Right. I will get everybody that you need for the Dallas Cowboys. What's What's happening tonight in sports? The Anything? Knicks need to do the same thing, honestly. Hire me as a recruiter. You got the Lakers on the brink of elimination tonight. It's tonight? Oh, yeah, the yeah. team you said was going to the finals. Discuss. Oh, <laughs> hey, that's listen. a part. You know hey, what, Corey? That's too. an absolutely like. perfect segue because that gives him the opportunity to apologize to Jamal Murray. <laughs> we're back here. No, we're not back here. Here we are again. <laughs> Jamal Murray. <laughs> oh, they gave him the solo. No, we're not here. <laughs> Jamal Murray apology. It's, it's, it's not. We're, we're not there. Listen, you, you still can't tell me any moment throughout the year when we celebrated Jamal Murray as this superstar, this elite guy. Can you please help me? Maybe you, Corey. What's that? What did you need help with? Any moment, if when you're elite, uh-huh. we talk about you. Yeah. We talked about Joker. We talked about Embiid. 
Hell, we even talked about KD, and he barely played this year. We talked about Devin Booker. But we look, talked about LeBron James. We talked about because, AD. Okay, no, 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 no. When did we talk about I'm Jamal sorry. Murray? I'll, I'll, Who I'll is we? Who the, is the we? The sports world. The sports world. No, Everybody want to jump on the I'll Jamal Murray word, bandwagon. That's because I'll, he I'll plays in Denver, and yeah, he right. happens to be playing with the what was going to be the three-time mm-hmm. reigning MVP who was right. averaging a triple-double. Right. When it comes to having that conversation versus Jamal Murray, who do you think is going to get more headlines? Let's yeah. be honest. Let's act like we've been here before. Yeah, but we can still say, you know what? Have a, a great uh, uh, analyst, commentator, man or woman on the beat will say, I know we're talking about Joker oh, right come now. come on, But Brandon. has anyone seen this streak that Jamal Murray's been on? You sound cool. That has come on. 60% from are here. You, are you new? You, you, but you know that has been the story since nope. the start of the playoffs. Jamal Murray's high level of play. And what do you say all the time, Brandon? The season doesn't start until when? April. <laughs> in April, right? April. And that has been the story of the Nuggets since that point in time. Since April? Since, since, I wouldn't say since April, but since yeah, the playoffs started. Yeah, but you don't pay attention matters. to teams yeah, that don't that's... have the brightest lights on them because all you oh. focus on are your trash nets, right. your sometimes Cavaliers, yeah. and oh, I'm sorry, your super team that was going to go all the way, Jamal the Mur- Phoenix Suns and LeBron James and the Lakers. Jamal, oh, Jamal Murray had one, one and a half big <laughs> games in the Suns, in the Suns, uh, 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 um, um, series? series, right? Like if freaking CP3 don't go down, we're not even talking about the Nuggets right now. <laughs> CP3 and these soft tissue I don't injuries. Know Listen, that. Jamal Murray, think about that. Let's I go back to the series. To be entered into this conversation, Jamal Murray had I two thirty-point games in the Phoenix series. I, that's and what 20, I said. And a oh, game and a half. A game and a half. Two games. He had two a big. He had a three. big fourth no, quarter. Do you know what he was averaging he had a this big entire fourth season? Quarter, what, what, Twenty-two points. No, I ain't gonna lie. He averages like 16, 17 points during the regular season. But, ah, but, but he's elite. Hold but on. He's elite. But we're not just looking at what he was averaging, his efficiency, and look at it from after the All Star oh, break. We right. do well, that's, that's the point, Ashley. They said, yeah. that, they said that Jamal Murray had the largest increase of points per game average from the regular season to the play. Right. To the his efficiency has only increased from the start of the season I to need the playoffs. Know, I need consistency on my team. And when it matters the most. I need to know what I'm getting every single night. You are getting what you're getting every single night. You just said the the whole season he averaged 16 points, and then the last couple weeks, then he he turns it up. From the start of the season to the brink of the playoffs, when I say brink, I'm talking March, April, and now into the playoffs, his efficiency and consistency has only increased, which makes him a pivotal part of the 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 Denver Nuggets success. He's elite, right? That's what you said. In the playoffs, he's absolutely elite. No, 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 he's elite. He's elite. Uh, Jamal Murray at his best, 100% is elite. So he's top 15? Top the 15 what? Players. We going positions or just no, players? NBA, players? No, players, no. Yeah, positions? Right, right. He's not even top 40. He's not top 30. Are we talking nah, position or are we talking players? players? Okay, but players, there's so many levels and tiers Jamal of what Murray makes is, a player top Jamal 15. Jamal is like a top 7 point guard. He's definitely top 10 in PGs. Right, I don't want to tear down my – I don't want to tear down an athlete, you know, but I. But can we – let's give him some <laughs> – he's point. playing good. I'll he's not that. playing he's good. Playing he's playing exceptional. Yeah, the last – the last what they, the, 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 the graphic that they put up there, maybe it was two games ago, or no, it was last game. The last three quarters is what they put up there. That's what they put up there. They ain't say the last three series. They ain't say the playoffs. They say the last three quarters, he's been exceptional. Mm-hmm. So you're saying Jamal Murray's has been exceptional for three quarters of basketball this series? Um he closed out he closed out the Suns and uh he's been uh consistent in playing at a high level um this series. 
Absolutely. Oh, we're not watching the same series. <laughs> we are. We are. I'm convinced we're not what, watching the same game. What is going on with LeBron? I'm, I'm convinced we're LeBron? not watching the same game. What's up with LeBron? You no. tell me. That was the reason you were going to the finals, oh, right? We got, we're over. We're over two minutes. And if we keep going over, it's going to take a lot on post, huh? Eh. None of this is going to make it. That's None of this is going to make it. So we just We love you guys. <laughs> we had D-Hop come on. It was a, a awesome conversation. He never uh, speaks. He stays in the cut, Ashley. He's low-key. Um, mm-hmm. Our type of person, right? Mm-hmm. Um, tomorrow we have um, Smitty. Yep. Hold on. Don't say nothing. Do you know who Smitty is? Absolutely. Who's Smitty? Devontae Smith. Okay, great. Devontae Smith. He He's coming on the show out, uh, tomorrow, so make sure you guys come back. Make sure you guys also subscribe and like and jump in the chat and comment. Give us your feedback. We'll continue to get better. Um we have Michael Rappaport later in the week, the yep. comedian. He's a Knicks fan too, right? Oh, might have to give him a hard time. Then. <laughs> wow. He's a, he's a sometimes Uh-oh. Knicks fan. Okay, so we're going to have this conversation <laughs> when he comes on. Michael Rappaport, Ashley Nicole Moss is challenging your uh, he's a, fandom. He's a sometime. Last time I checked, he jumped, he jumped ship to the, to the Brooklyn Nets with you, so I'm not quite sure where he stands <laughs> wow. at this point in the so game. So I guess that's what we're going to be talking about with Michael Rappaport. But anyways... We love you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Uh, Make sure you guys uh, uh, engage with us. Subscribe, like, and give us your comments. DM us. We are listening. We are watching. We are reading. Until tomorrow, guys, go be great. Love you. Bye.